Okay, we begin. Let's begin, Baruch Hashem. We are blessed to begin another day. We are blessed to be alive. We're, we're blessed that we're able to have an opportunity to have a new perspective on life, to try again. Chadashim Labkarm Rabbi Munasecha, the gift of a new day is the gift to forget about what happened yesterday and to start anew and to start fresh. And we begin with, with coming together with the Jewish people, loving one another, loving ourselves, learning to forgive other people, learning to forgive ourselves, learning to see the good in each other, that's how we want to as the Pasuk and Tehillim says, Davin HaMelech says, who is the person who wants life as the Medrash talks about Rabbi and the Reichel where the merchant, the peddler was walking around saying, Man Boichai, Man Boichai, who wants life, who wants life, not just who wants life in the next world, but rather, who wants life in this world? And when we speak beautifully about other people, or we don't speak negatively, so not only does it help us in the next world, but it gives us life in this world. And that all begins with our It all begins with our thought process of our negative outlook. Sometimes the Yitzhahara, like we always speak, is the fly, the zvuv, the fly is always focusing on what we're missing. He's always focusing on what we don't have. He's always focusing on what we haven't done. He's always focusing on our past failures. And he, and he helps us look at the negative in another person when ultimately there is so much good. Have they done as called ha'adam? The Svasemis says why it's called Ha'adam, the whole entire person. Because when you judge an entire person, right, someone, uh, oh, what a great, what a great line someone posted. I don't know who it is on the quote chat. What a great, powerful line. I don't know who, uh, who it is, but listen to this line. Don't judge people for the choices they make when you don't know the options they had to choose from. You hear that? Don't judge people for the choices they make when you don't know the options they had to choose from. Meaning, don't judge a person until you reach and you know where he's coming from. And what do they say? So therefore you can never judge. Why? Because you never know where they're coming from. How are you ever supposed to figure out the the... Uh, and that's on a psychological level. That means you don't know what their mother was like, what their father was like, what their siblings were like, what their choices were like. And that's on a very physical, psychological basis. The Svarim HaKadoshim say, you want to start talking about Neshama? Forget about it. Talking about Al they say, his Makom in Adam Arishon. In Adam Arishon, why he his neshama is like that, and why his neshama has to go through that. So you're going to judge a person? Impossible. Impossible. It's impossible to judge anybody. So when you judge Lira, 
When a person judges negatively, all you're doing is you're just revealing the negativity that you have in yourself. That's all you're revealing is that you have negativity in you and that's why you're projecting it, right? What's a projector? A projector is, right? I don't know if anybody knows, right? They have projectors nowadays still? Yeah. So a projector is... A projector is, is, is where you're, you're projecting something over there. So what does that mean? It's over here and you're projecting it over there. So when you're looking at that guy negative, you're like, you're like, I'm convinced that that guy is negative. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're the one who's, who's, who's beaming the negativity on him. It's so beautiful. You know how gorgeous that is? You know how gorgeous that is? That means that everything is beautiful and you just need to learn to fix yourself. You need to learn to love yourself more. You need to learn to just think more positive, positively and then the whole world suddenly turns into just, a, uh, just awesome. Everyone has become so beautiful. And if something's not beautiful, great. So let me, let me get back in. Let me go, get, let me go back to work. Like Rav Shem Yechai. Right, what did he do? He walked out of the cave and he burnt everybody up. Him and his son, he burns everybody up. So what did he do? Go back. Go, go get back in there. Go back in the cave. Get back in there and get back to work. You, you did something wrong. You did something wrong. Go back in there. You wake up in the morning and you're burning and you're burning everybody up. Right? You wake up, you're walking around and like, oh, 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 I'm groggy. Get back into your room. Go back into bed and start over again. Start over again. And say, okay, let's do this again. Let's, even if you have to do that. What does Rav Nachman say? You're going to have to do that a thousand times. In one day. In one day. A thousand times. Start up, okay. I judged that guy. I just burnt him up. Okay, let's go back. Rewind. Okay, let me go see the good in him. And it's normal. If Rav Nachman, if a big, big tzaddik like Rav Nachman could say you've got to start a thousand times a day, then we've got to start 10,000 times a day. What does that mean? We say it or it's normal. It's a very normal thing. For a person to, to, uh, to judge negatively. It's very, very, very normal. Very appropriate. Not appropriate, but it's, it's typical. We judge negatively. You've got to work on yourself. That's why we learn purity of speech every day. That's why we remind ourselves every day how to look, how to see the good in every person, in every situation. And Hashem will help us with that. We just got to try and do... Oh, we're up to that in the Safer, page 40. Thank you. Page 40 in Purity of Speech, day 11. The Chavetz Chaim promises us. Here we go. He says it. He promises each and every one of us. Right? Yitzhi Grunwald, a big, he sits here, by the way. We could video him. Talk about projectile projecting. He sits here every morning. He just told me this morning. He sits here every morning, writing and writing. He has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of notes sitting here quietly. Quietly, quietly, like a tzaddik. I like a tzaddik. He is a tzaddik. He is a that we want within six months. I'm not even saying within a year. Within six months, Yitzi, you find your tzaddikus wife, and Amir Tzadik is going to get married. Enough. That's it. That's it. We want yes. Last night, my good friend Rafi, that Rabbi knows from Baltimore. Yeah. 
sister-in-law asked if you could find him, her, a boy from Fishers. I said, what do you mean, they live here? She said, no, she wants a boy from Fishers. I don't know, but maybe it's not stopped. No. Where is she? Where is she? No, let's go. She's here. She's here. I okay. said, I'll come in the morning, text me, and I'll look around. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. here. And Yitzi, just, just to tell you, you'll never ever hear him say one word of Lashon Hara. Never. Never, never. 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 Never even a Havami. Never. Nothing. He just told me this morning, this is the, of, the, of the year, of this year. He says, today is the 80th shear. Today is the 80th shear. And we're sitting here for 80 times. 80 times during the, the, our lifetime this year, sitting here talking like we're talking. That's greatness. That's greatness to 80 times again, again and again and again to talk about how we're going to love Jews more, how we're going to forgive people, how we're going to love each other, how we're going to work on being more positive eight, over and over. And the Chavetz Chaim promises, if you learn my Sefer, and I'll take his promise this is not fake news. This is the real deal. Not, you don't have to take pictures of this. You don't have to... Maybe it's CNN. Maybe it's Fox. Maybe it's this, Democrats, Republicans. Maybe it's uh, the Likud and Mara, whatever. I don't even know the parties in Israel. Right? If one learns my Sefer on a daily basis, his Yetzahara for Lashon Hara will become smaller until it eventually leaves him completely. We sit here and learn it 80 times. We learned this. I guarantee us that it's going to get, it's mamish going to leave us. It's going to leave us and no one's going to speak Lashon Hara. No one's going to hear any Lashon Hara. It'll just disappear for us and all the Jewish people and then we'll have the Gula. And the Gula will come in Mir Tashem. Amen. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Um, yeah, first off, we got the 80, so yeah. the, the, the for the it's beautiful that you say that, Rabbi Tzvi, because the Goyim, the Goyim says, and the Chavetzayim brings it in the Torah, he says, if you have a choice to not eat, which we're going to actually talk about today, we're going to talk about eating, you have a choice to fast from food or fast from speaking. Which one is a better, uh, a better, Tikkun Lamala, the grub, says it's not talking. To, to not talk is more powerful not to eat. That's how powerful our speech and dangerous our speech is. That's how dangerous our speaking is. Of course, it's not talking about Torah and Avodah Sashem. Yeah, you got to speak Vidibartabam. Vidibartabam, that's what you're only supposed to speak about. Vidibartabam, the Lebedvar Macherim, the Gemara says. That's it. Only speak Torah, only speak. Uh, Avodah Hashem. Any other speech is very dangerous. So it's very good that 84, Mitch Hashem, maybe someone will remember, yes. But I was going to say that yeah. uh, last night, the grand, Ben Akarbena for Nassim, the Rebbe known my friend Yair, so he shared with me a story that I couldn't find today, and we're not, but maybe Shimon saw the story. Uh, this is talking about projecting 
Um, he said there was a poor guy that wanted to make some money. So he went and made these hats, these nice colored hats. And he went out to sell them and monkeys came and took all his hats and they put it on their heads and they were jumping around. And he was getting really annoyed. So he finally took his hat on the head and he chucked it on the floor. And the monkeys all chucked the hat on the floor. And, and, and that's the point, that it's all, it's all in our head. Whatever we think we see is what we're thinking. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, ready? Here we go. Talking negatively about someone's actions and traits. Revealing that someone spoke Lashon Hara. To say that someone spoke Lashon Hara, you're also not allowed to say. For, for example, my mother told all her friends how upset she was at her neighbors. Right? With one of her neighbors. The statement is Lashon Hara because it portrays the mother in a negative light, right? So if you'd say that your mother told all of her friends Lashon Hara, then you just said Lashon Hara about your mother. Revealing that someone did not extend kindness, you're also not allowed to reveal that someone did not do something nice. For example, I'm surprised that so-and-so did not have any guests for Shabbos. In the event that you reveal that someone did not extend kindness to you, or if you tell someone, oh, I can't believe that guy didn't give me a ride. I can't believe that guy didn't lend me his charger for the phone or whatever. Whatever you say, I can't believe that he didn't wait for me. You would, besides telling Lashon Hara, you're also um, over the Isra of Lositor, which means to harbor a grudge against the person. So not only are you revealing and saying Lashon Hara, but you're also harboring uh, resentment and upsetness at that person, which you have to work through. Um, yes, Yosef. I had like a dilemma of like, I shot a student by somebody, and I, uh, after the meal, I was like, I wanted to tell my wife, like, that type of meal where there was a lot of parts being spoken, not something that we do. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. It's amazing. Beautiful. I, I, I know that, I guess, if we're saying that's the right thing, but I also wanted... Well, you could talk. Well, there's nothing... Yeah, you could, you, could, you could talk to your, to your wife. So you could, you could express to your wife, you know, at another time to say... Well, first of all, you, know, you could just decline that you don't want to go back there. You don't have to say why. You have to say why. Just say, no, thank you. I'd rather not eat there. You don't have to... It's hard because she asked me why I was being quiet about it. I don't know. I don't really... So that you could say because I don't want to... That you could say. That's for sure. That you could say because I didn't want to... I think there might have been Lashon Hara. I'm not judging why there was Lashon Hara. They probably didn't... They for sure don't don't know the halachas. If they knew the halachas, they would be... They would not talk Lashon Hara. They for sure want to be makbid. They just probably don't learn... The halachas, so it's not their fault, and Hashem for sure forgives them because they just don't know any better, or maybe they know the halachas and they thought that it's toelas. Who knows? You know what I mean? You, you, you can make up, make up beautiful stories about that. Shkach to you, yes, yes, Shimon. I don't know what Yosef saying. Um... 
just want to say we're all going back to America soon. Yes. So we're growing into these, I think. Yes. Because it could be America changed in the past couple months. Uh, it, it, it did. did it did. Probably, it it did change. Did yeah. Change. Yeah. yeah. It it changed a lot. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have worked very hard on themselves. Right. But hypothetically, if I do get into a situation which I think will probably happen, yeah. Um, where there's going to be lots of Washington and I have to be in that location, right? I can't just walk out or decline an invite. So bring, so present to wherever you go. If it's a comfortable place, tell them. Why not? Why not? Why not? Come in there and say whoever you're talking to, if it's if it's family, whatever it is. I want you to know one of the things that I learned this year was this beautiful book. Do you mind if before we start the meal, I do this? I do this at my me personally. I do this at try and do it every time I sit down to eat with my family, without my family. I open this up. I'll read this to myself. I'll read it. It's the first thing we do before I even, sometimes we'll sing a zemmer first because there's no, people are eating, they're hungry. And then you sing a zemmer so there's no time for anyone to say anything bad. And the second there's time for conversation, bam, I'll open it up right away. That's it. So just, that's your weapon. It's your, your, well, you could either read it to yourself. Say, does anyone mind here if I just going to read? We're at a table, and many times, especially a Shabbos table, it's a holy Shabbos. Sometimes, God forbid, we could we could maybe say something that we don't want to say. So, does anyone mind here if I read a page of the Chavetz It's not so easy to just go ahead and say, uh, "Oh yeah, let me just uh, try it." Try it. No, Chavetz Chaim. Chavetz Chaim. Great. Looking for easy? Looking for easy? Go ahead, Shimon. Shimon Gold. That's a chance. You're going to be fine. Shimon, you'll be fine. You'll be more than fine. Okay. After collecting money for a certain cause, you tell your friend... I was shocked that the people in that neighborhood gave such small, oh, some karaba, gave such small donations. So you're not allowed to say that because you are, you are revealing that people did not extend uh, the the kindness. Okay, beautiful. Hilchos Lashonara, hey Aleph Yud Yud Beis. We let let Hashem help each and every one of us to not speak any Lashon Hara today and every day. All of the Jewish people, let, it, let Hashem help us. Be'ezus Hashem, only see the good. And when we see the bad in somebody, or we think bad thoughts about someone and ourselves, if we think bad thoughts about ourselves, to realize that that's okay. And that's also from Hashem. And that's okay that I'm thinking that negative thought and to try and be able to switch it and to change it for more positive, us and all the Jewish people. Amen. Okay, um, I'm going to begin with a little introduction uh, with this piece, and that is talking about food. We spoke a little bit about, about it yesterday, um, and we're going to talk about 
the problem of food in our generation and the way we eat and what we eat and how it affects us. As the Ramchal says, I'm in Perak Aleph, and we said, remember, there are three main uh, things he says that we rationalize that it's okay for us to do. The first thing is when it comes to financial uh, issues, that financially we will steal and not even realize that we're stealing. Number two, it's in forbidden relationships between man and, and women. That's something that we are, that we are, uh, will rationalize and we will not cleanse ourselves from. And the third thing, he says, Achar hagazel v'ha'arayis v'inyin achemda. The third thing is, Isser hama'achalos. He says, is the way a person eats, ki taivas halev, says the Ramchal. Everyone has desires of the heart. Hamesave b'machalim hatovim, who we, we desire good food, the chesron kiss, and we're going to lose money, and he talks about how the machalas asuros, when a person eats something, it is worse in a certain way than all other things that a person can do wrong. Listen to what he says. What's difficult about eating is what eating does is, here he says it, the food goes in your body, and they come mamish basar mibsaro. So the line of you are what you eat is not from Weight Watchers, right? You are what you eat is from the Torah, which is part of what the Ramchal says. And he says, and then I want to talk about it because it's something that is very uh, difficult to talk about. Um, I actually feel a little bit more confident to talk about it now because the last uh, month or so I've been eating really, really healthy. But if I were eating, thank you. Like if I were, and I have, my, I have my stages, I have my stages that I go through in my eating, but if I were eating really um, unhealthy now, then I would probably have a much harder time talking about it because I, 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 I don't like talking about something that I'm not uh, myself working on. So I feel a little bit more, uh, less vulnerable, I guess. I don't know if, I don't know if it's less vulnerable, but, but uh, I'm a little bit more comfortable talking about it because I feel the difference in my body and my mind. And I'm sure Rabbi Tzvi will add a little bit to this as well because I know um, he and, 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 and a chevra in the yeshiva have been, and, and a lot of people during Shovavim, they, they fast on Mondays and Thursdays, and they, they uh, don't eat, uh, which is an incredible, incredible thing, which we're going to talk about, uh, which I'll actually give the, the format, and then we could talk. What, what, what I think people struggle with food is that um, it's like all or nothing, which means that you know, we look at food, and we're like, I can either eat everything and just eat like a like a, you know, uh, you know, the food eats me, sort of. You know, the tzaddikim uh, are taught, and the tzaddikim know uh, the way, if you ever saw, I remember when I went to, uh, if you ever saw the Skver Rebbe in Square Town, who's a big, big tzaddik, his father was known with his achila, with like his, his salting everything. He would salt everything, literally. 
even on Shabbos, he would salt the fish and that it was almost, you know, not, not edible. Right? That's not for us. Don't try that at home. Right? It's, not, it's not for us. But if you see the square ever, when he eats, he eats from up to down. He eats from picking up his spoon or his fork, and it goes from Shemayim, right? We just read Parshas Mun, right? That it comes from what, what we do is, what we do is, and this happens as a child, because your mother told you, right? Unless you didn't grow up like this, but your mother told you, the natural thing is you bring the, a man, Adam brings the food to him. An animal goes, right? If you ever see an animal eat, an animal goes down to the food. Animals are on their fours and their heads are down. They're, 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 they bring their body. Why? Because, because the food sort of eats them. It's like they are humble to the food. The food pulls them into their domain. The plate. You have your plate and you sort of like are like in. You sort of like jump into the plate and the food sort of sucks you in. Right? And your mother probably told you when you were naturally maybe going like this, what's going to happen when you, when you pick up your spoon and you go like this? You're going to get dirty. So what do they say? Get closer to the plate, right? You lean over. But the tzaddikim tell us not like that. The tzaddikim tell us what you, the way a person is supposed to eat is you're supposed to go ahead and you're supposed to be away from the food and you're supposed to bring the food to me, to myself. Because when I bring myself to the food, so the food itself is pulling, is pulling you. And what happens is, one of the, one, like you're bowing down to the food. One of the ways, I think it's called the, I'll look it up, I, it was Minashamayim, I learned it last night with uh, Shia Shurkin, it was so Minashamayim, that I opened this up in this week's parsha. It's called the, it's from the Rivet in Bali Nefesh. He says it's called the tiniest of the rivet. Listen to this. He says, When a person is eating, you, you want to be You want to train yourself. Rabbi Svi has spoken about this, and it's so true. Sometimes we want to completely obliterate our desires, and we want to be shoymer ourselves totally, and we want to be kadosh, and we want to be holy with everything. The way to start is by working with yourself. And the Ravid said this, the, the Titus Ravid says when you're eating, like, wait for a second. Wait a minute. Count to ten. You know, eat, you know, sort of like bring the spoon and then wait a little bit, you know, like they play airplane, like, oh, here it comes. Like, take it slow. Like, all right, I don't have to go ahead and jump into my food. And when a person does two things, when a person, number one, learns to eat, you know, our generation is filled with potato chips and, and nosh and candy and soda and all of these things, which are terrible. They're terrible for a person. Terrible, 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 terrible. It's terrible. When a person learns to eat, and anyone who's done this, when a person is on top of his food and he's eating healthy and he's not eating extra portions, and a person is not running to his food. He's able to control himself more. His whole entire taiva system, his whole entire desires, his anger, his control in general begins with food. Like we said yesterday, the Chazonish says that avi avos hatuma is food. Why? Because it's fuel. 
It's literally fuel. If I make a bracha, that's the importance of stopping for a second to make a bracha when you have in mind, and in Derech Hashem, the Ramchal says this, if I go ahead and I take a drink, and before I take the drink, I say, Shahakol Niebet Baro, a drink of water, and I'm drinking it because it's healthy, and I want to enjoy the drink, and I want to drink so I feel good, so I can smile at someone, so I could go ahead and learn Torah, so I could serve Hashem, and I drink that, this water becomes holy. When you take food from the ground, which, which most food, right, we grow it from the ground, and you go ahead and you make a brach on that, and you uplift that, and it takes... Now, this is the third thing that Ramchal says that we will struggle with, and we will rationalize. When a person goes ahead, I think someone once said, could you show me a chiddish? One of the tzaddikim says, show me a tremendous chiddish in the world. And he brought, he brought him an apple. He says, this is a chiddish. Why? He says, this apple never, ever, ever, ever existed in the world. Ever. This apple will never, ever, 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 ever exist ever again. If you go ahead and you don't make a bracha and you shove it down your throat, so good. You took this thing and you, whatever. You go ahead and you make a bracha and you eat it and you have in mind that I want this apple I want this food to help me out, Vodas Hashem. You took something that was that never existed, and it existed for an elevated purpose, and you elevated it. You lifted it up. So people think, oh, food, food. You have to be on this big madrega to be fasting. Yeah, the tzaddikim would fast and fast and fast, and the tzaddikim understood exactly. They say lechem. Lechem is malashin lochem which means to war, to fight a war. They say the greatest war that a person fights, the greatest war, and it's interesting because Ramchal says it also, the greatest war that you're going to fight is the war with food. If you can go ahead and you can somehow connect yourself to food in a healthy way, then that will help you with all other desires. I said this yesterday. When a person doesn't eat, he's not thinking about Taivas Nushan. When a person doesn't eat, he's not thinking about all the other desires. He's thinking about one thing. He's thinking about food, food, food. What happens is, vayishman yeshurun vayivad. You eat a lot, you drink a lot, then what happens? You do avirus. Person drinks a lot of wine, person eats a lot of food, then suddenly you feel like, oh, okay, what do I need Hashem for? What do I need? It all begins. The chet of Adam Marisha was with what? With food. So when a person learns, and this is the number three challenge that we have, that the Ramchal says that we'll rationalize, is all with our food. And I'll just end off, and then I'll, I want to hear from everyone here. I want to end off by saying that, that the easiest thing for a person to work on when it comes to food, in my humble opinion, is making brachas. As far as your diet, that's definitely something you want to talk about just to feel good, and of course it's important. But making brachas before and making brachas afterwards and having a little bit in mind that I want the food that I'm going to eat, I want it to help me do mitzvahs, and it won't help me do averis. Why? Because if you don't have energy, you can't do averis either. You need energy, you need food to do averis. And you need food to do mitzvahs. So before I eat something, I have in mind and I want this food that I'm eating to help me. Could you imagine that? If all the fuel you put in your body, you have in mind, I want it to help me strengthen my Yetzer Tov. I don't want it to strengthen my Yetzer It works. 
Badakumanusa. It works. You will have and, and you can enjoy the food. You can ask Hashem. That's why Hashem created flavors in food. That's why he did it. Hashem did that so we can enjoy it. And when we take that food and we learn to have a better relationship with the food. And it's not just something that we don't think about. It's something that we literally are, it's an avoda, right? They say, I'll, sorry, so I'll say one, one last thing and then I'll let, let everyone else talk a little bit. They say the Gain, in the time of the Vilna Gain, there was a, a Dibbik. A Dibbik is a, a, a spirit, something that, that uh, comes in to a, to a, to a body and, and talks and talks things that are, you know, Kabbalistic and connected to the real world, to Olama Emes. And they say it was in the time of the Grah. And uh, this Dibbik, they were talking to him and asking about the Grah. And the Dibbik says, I don't want to go near the Grah. I don't want to get near the Grah. I'm too afraid of the Grah. So they asked the Dibbik, what are you afraid of? Why are you afraid of them? What are you afraid? And they thought he was going to say, right, the Dilma Gun. I'm afraid. We're afraid of his Torah. We're afraid of his, right? The Dibbik says, I'm afraid of the holiness of his eating. His eating is so holy that that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of what he eats, how he eats, his, his intentions when he eats. Now, obviously, we might not be on that level. We're not, we're not. We're not on that level. But what we could do is we could learn to, to have, to ask ourselves, what's my relationship with food? Why do I eat? What do I want to get out of eating? What's my purpose of eating? Awareness. Just like it's awareness of taking your roommate's shampoo. You need awareness for that. Just like you need awareness if I took too many cups from yeshiva. Just like an awareness of, of, of money, that I might be spending money that doesn't belong to me. Just like we said, the awareness of, of relationships, of uh, physical and, and forbidden relationships of what's in my mind, what's in my thoughts, what's in my actions of my relationships with, with women. So too, I want to think about what's my relationship with food. How do I deal with food? What does it mean to me? It's an awareness that the Ramchal says that is number three on the list. Okay, question, comments, please. Yes, really. Mm-hmm. Very good, beautiful. The the um, thank you, Sruli. The the word for okay, it's a it's a it's a uh, I don't know how I'm going to get to that one, but basically, um, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to bring that up. I got you. Yes, I know the, the shot. Yes, that your relationship with food is a relationship. It's a relationship. It's not just that we eat. What? Oh, 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 oh I'll say it. A klezayin. Right, okay. Right, that, that, that's also true. That's also true. Right, right. The weapon. So what are you saying with that? That what? Right, is your weapon. Right, beautiful. Beautiful. Shkoyot yes. Right, that's your war. Lochem, to fight your war is lechem, is the same thing. Yes, question, comments, please. Oh, Rapsim Kharaba. As you're talking. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. As you're talking, Thank you. I'm um, smiling because I appreciate that Reb Simcha Rabba is not only in the shir. Reb Simcha Rabba is in this yeshiva, and he and he brings so many beautiful things to this yeshiva. So. <laughs> So I, for me, like I was getting 
this like picture of like white nothing. And I was thinking with, um, I don't know how, it just, I connected it to like my kids that when they're like getting like on my case, so I have two options, I could like white knuckle and I could like even like you know, tell them go into your room and like chill out, or I can actually give them candy, I can like give them their type of sakhila. And it's like, those aren't, that's not like a good chinuch for children. And I was thinking, and what is the chinuch that, um, that I've been um, taught? Like give them time. Like when they're getting, when they're getting too rowdy, give them time, give them a hug, give them, like look in their eyes, see what they want. And what came up when I was hearing about the Tavis for ourselves, we can shut ourselves up by giving ourselves chips, and we can shut ourselves up by giving ourselves, you know, fill in the blanks. Or we can give ourselves attention and like, instead of white knuckling it, kind of be curious, like, what, like, what's going on? I know this isn't good for me. I know, and even more than that, for me, I know a lot of times I just doesn't feel good. Like, like you said about, you said that Yishmu, you get fat, and then you rebel against the chef. I, I get fat, and I just like, feel fat. Like, I'm already like, right. off my game. So right. I just wanted to share that, that. For me, I think that in the muscle for kids, like, just like you're not gonna, just like you would call it cruelty to shut up kids with candy. Beautiful. So call it cruelty to shut yourself up with candy, and, and see if you can get to know yourself better, and see why you need to be distracted. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. What, 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 what I like about what I like about what Rabbi is saying, and, and we're talking this out, it's so beautiful, is that when you look at food, as what is my relationship with food? What does food do for me? What do I do for food? What does it do for me? What is it supposed to do? What happens is we we're bobbleheads, we're bobbleheads, which basically we uh, and I think Yosef Weiss added that bobblehead, someone else is driving the car, and we're just bobbling. It's not even we're even driving the car. Right? A bobble has a child, okay, yeah, we eat, oh, this is what's being served, this is what's that, this is what you do, you go, oh, there you are, right? You go, you're right, you go to the restaurant, you go to this, let's go shopping, I'm gonna eat, this is what I eat for breakfast, this is what, oh, this is what we do, right? In America, right, in America, you eat a big fat meal for supper. It doesn't make sense, that does not make sense. It makes sense to do, I think, all of Europe, I think the rest of the world is just like, you know, when it comes to inches and meters and kilometers, miles, right? So America is smart, and that's why America, I think, if someone could Google it, is the, yeah, that's it. Is, yeah, that's not. Just to make sense. What? America's system for, for measuring doesn't make sense. Everyone else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? If you look at the country, if you look at the country, I think, someone can Google it, that is the most, and it's good to know where we come from. It's good to know our culture, guys. And even those from England, it's okay. Everyone's mushpa from the American culture. Yeah. What's the American? All right, we love the Americans like to say that, right? That's part of our. That's part of our culture. Also, is that we're big ego people, right? That's uh, that's also part of our culture. So you have to know that also. But part of our culture is is I think. If someone can Google it now, please. We are the most obese country I think in the planet. Right? We're the only country that has. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a Bloomberg guy of the big gulps. Everyone can have as many big gulps as they want. I mean, there's no other country in the world that fills up a super big gulp. Big gulp's not even enough. You need a super big gulp, right? You have to buy yourself a super big gulp, right? Right. I'm saying fill-ups and fill-ups and food. And now we can talk about. Right? I want to constantly talk about. You know. Pesach programs were, were just smorgasbord 
And Hasashom, all the Jewish people are beautiful, and everything they do is righteous and beautiful, and everyone is doing the most wonderful things. We live in a planet in our Jewish world where smorgasbords and food and overeating and, and indulgence. And what Rav Simcha Rav is saying is so powerful because now I'm going to say what, what I thought he was showing me. They say that Zon and Mazon is the same thing as Znus, believe it or not. It's the same word. Yes, it's the same. You remember, you remember the Gemara Shabbos? You remember the Gemara Shabbos with that whole piece on the bottom of the Yom was where they were talking in, in this language of eating and it was all the language of Znus. It's all language. It's the same thing. It's what am I doing for my body? There's no relationship with food. What is my relationship with food? So someone's going to say, what's my relationship with food? What does that mean, right? That's the famous thing. I love hot dogs. Well, if you love hot dogs, why are you barbecuing it and eating it, right? L'chaira, you would, you know, cuddle it up and take care of the hot dog if you love the hot dog. You don't love the hot dog. You love yourself. There's no relationship with the food. And what the Ramchal is telling us, did someone look it up for the most obese country in the world? Why? Number 12. But it's like random countries before. Uh, not number 12. What was the rest of the United States? My bad. What? It's number one in the Western Hemisphere. It's a, like normal, third world countries. There's 11 of them, but United States is the first normal country that is actually. Not bad. Not bad. Number 12. I'm not trying to push anything. What? But the point is. What? No, I was just um, saying how we're. Well, we're, 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 we're horseback riding. When, have you ever thought to ride a horse on the side? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just talking about how I was just talking about how just how our metric system. Okay, let's go, guys. Come on, I want to hear from everyone about food. I'm not the only one who loves food. I'm not the only one who suffers. Who suffers from from uh, food, um, you know, addictions? Yes, Yosef. I've, I've heard like different like shepherd uh, and fasting. Yeah. And, and um, I just want like from what I'm hearing from everybody is that we're kind of like training our body with food in order to help us in other areas. But I also heard it as a it's a uh, replication and you punishing your body. Yeah, no, that's not true. No, yeah, no, 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 no. That stays very far away from that. That is true. Maybe the Gabi Yom Kippur and that the, the instead of the carbon, right, the carbonus, it's a very, very dangerous place to go with that. But you're not punishing, you don't have to punish yourself. You have to be healthy, you have to eat healthy, you have to take care of your body. It's very, very important to take care of your body. That's the only reason a person would want to fast is to, con- to learn how to control himself. To control himself, obviously it's a kapara, obviously it's a beautiful thing to do, but you also have to know yourself also. If you're going to fast, if somebody's going to fast and think they're a big tzaddik, and then they're going to get home and be angry at their wife, they're going to go ahead and they're going to think that they're this big balgaiva, that there's this big tzaddik who's fasting, and they're going to go ahead and not have patience for someone. If they're going to go ahead and do that, then take your fasting and go sit 
have a big fat meal and enjoy yourself. So you have to be very, very careful when it comes to fasting. Fasting is something you don't, uh, you know, you, you can't just do. Yes, Rupa Sipra. It says in the Gemara that somebody that fasts that causes them to do less. Right. It's 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 called it's better. It's it's it calls a dog food. It's what? It calls a dog food. Mm-hmm. It's like your food would have been like just give it to the dog. Like right. If, if fasting is weakening your correct, your correct, correct. The only thing I would suggest is that if a person learns to eat healthier, if a person learns <laughs> to take less portions, portion control, right? One of the things. That was uh, one of the, the things that I went through. I don't, I don't remember it uh, that much, but it, because it went pretty quickly. Hashem had mercy on me uh, when I had corona and I couldn't uh, smell and taste. So I lost a lot of weight. And one of the reasons what I realized about myself is that I would eat and I was satisfied. And I realized that I'm eating about half of what I usually would eat. And the only reason I eat is because I enjoy it. When a person eats, again, I'm not, I'm not getting into anyone's specific uh, diet here. I'm just saying you want to question yourself what your relationship with food is, how I can get the most out of food, what I want food to do, it, do for me, what is the healthiest thing for me to do, both physically, spiritually when it comes to food. But the Ramchal is listing this as the number three thing that can hurt us very much. It can hurt us very much. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Um, yeah, I think, I think what Rabbi keeps on saying, and it's the most important thing, is that when a person doesn't do something that he thinks he wants, and he learns self-control, it teaches you for everything. You won't be bad to your kids because of that. You'll talk differently to your wife, and it all starts from small things, not from the big things that Rebbe keeps on mentioning, I know that my path to, to growing in self-control was from one of the smallest things, as I mentioned, when I got my car, so I had in my mind that I won't smoke cigarettes in the car, and that I think I was coming back to Yeshiva, going to Yeshiva at 2 a.m., which is normal for me to do, just Rebbe doesn't know all the times that I do that, and on, the, on 443, I said, I gotta have a cigarette. And then I was going back and forth in my mind. I said, but if I can't have self-control on this red line, I'll, I'll keep on moving the red line. And my freedom to many, many obstacles in life came from that tiny thing. And, and as I mentioned, a lot of people that want to start sharing some risk, when it's big, it's a big thing. Start with not eating the last bite of the ice cream cone or waiting a minute before you put something in your mouth. And, 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 and that will lead you to everything. And I know in my personal life, um, now that during Shabbat I'm fasting, it, it's it's manish an illusion. This past Thursday, we didn't have a fast day because it was Tumashvat. And I told someone today in the car, I said I'm manish miss fasting. I just felt forget about now the thicker Shabbat and everything. Out feeling good, your body. And, and I think Mayor will, will agree that there is definitely, as, as we know, there's AA. There are many people that suffer, and it's a serious thing. It's not something to belittle um, uh, um, eating, overeating, or, or feeling a need to eat. And it's something that every person that struggles with it, if it's really a clinical thing, you should get help. But once you strip it back, you realize how it's shuyot, and, and it's, not, it's not a big deal. So. Beautiful, beautiful. 
Yeah, it's probably over the phone. Sorry, it's really weird. First of all, I wanted to say that uh, the story of the what you were saying about the salt on the food. Yeah, yeah. So I remember when I was a broker, I was 19, I was living here in Israel. So, so, so my, my uh, great uncle took me to the level of Rebbe, of Moshimorka's dish. And I was wow. sitting up there pretty much up front, and I watched, and on its fish, there was more salt than, than the fish. fish. <laughs> that's first of all, so, so second of all, I wanted to say, and in this area, just like in Lashonara, it's impossible to stop just cold turkey uh, with food, especially because you have to deal with it all the time. So uh, something that in the past that has helped me, my family, you know, took on some of these things also. It's like a person would take for 40 days, for instance, that let's say he drinks soda. So for 40 days, he's only going to drink, stop drinking soda, but on Shabbos he can drink and, and the next, and 40 days later, he can take on candy, he can take on different things. Beautiful. I'm it has to be something Slowly. that has to be very gradual. Beautiful. Shkari Kabarabal, 100%. Yeah, truly. Sorry. Uh, two things. One of the yeah. things to know about the square rabbi, you mentioned you eat his food right. like that. Same children also. Toddlers right, also right. They also do it like that. Correct. Like that. Right. Um, second, uh, relationship with food. Um, if we look at our food as fuel, then I'm a Ferrari, I'm a Lamborghini. And you're not going to put like oh. diesel or uh, or Everclear or Stam and throw that into a car. It's the best. Beautiful. Form the best. I need the best food. Beautiful. And same and also for after after a fast, the first thing people eat soda and rubbish. Like you just killed the whole point. Right. Beautiful. You, you lost you lost half the guy right there. Beautiful. 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 What's really saying is that if any, if it, just to share what he was saying, if you couldn't hear, he was saying that if you look at food as fuel, so you have to look at what type of car are you driving. If you're driving a damaged car, so you know it doesn't bother you what you put into it, but if you're driving this beautiful, brand new car that needs to drive fast, and needs to accomplish a lot, you're gonna be very careful what you put in and how you put in, beautiful. And also, and also, you know, I think that, um, you know, what's important for us to know Thank you, Sruli. What's important for us to know is that, is that there, are, there are two parts, like we said, to the food. There's the, there's the aspect of the food itself, and then there is the kavana that I'm having before and after I eat. There's the actual food and the intention that I have before and after. Yes, sir, Bitzal, and we'll wrap it up. So uh, I was taking him around that day, and um, just we're talking, we're learning, we're talking about self-control. So uh, we were in the, in the house, uh, so, uh, and the rebel went to the lodge. And I have a, no, no, he was coming from the, he was coming out of the bath, so he went, he went to wash his hand, and wash his hand, and
Beautiful. 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 says, I think, and like Rabbi Erblich was saying, it's so good to talk about these things because, because like the Mesil Sharm says in the Hakdama, in the introduction, it's the things that are so obvious to us that we overlook. It's the things that we do on a day-to-day basis that we think uh, don't make a difference, and we're waiting for these big things to make a difference. When we don't realize our daily rituals and the daily simple things that we do are so important to question and to understand what is my relationship with food? What is my relationship with money? What is my relationship with, with forbidden relationships, with women, with, with all of these things? When a person realizes that those three things are so uh, central and so fundamental and so important, then a person's able to maybe not rationalize and not to be in denial. So Hashem will help each and every one of us. It's a, it's a bracha that we have the opportunity to talk about these things, to learn from each other, of course, to learn from the Mesil Zisharim, and let Hashem help each and every one of us. Let's, uh, I'm sure as we go to lunch today, as you go to lunch, you know, so first of all, don't judge that guy when you see the guy judging, you know, diving into his plate and doing his thing. You know, try not to judge him. Um, number two, to be aware of how fast you run to get your food and, and what your food means to you. And all of the things that we spoke about, try it. It happens lunchtime, and then it'll happen suppertime, and then it happens breakfast. There's a constant flow and a constant awareness that, that a person can have when it comes to food. And Hashem will help each and every one of us. We'll be zocha to not worry about our past. It doesn't matter what you've done with food till now. Emir Hashem, let us be zocha to properly have the relationship that Hashem put in this world for us. All the food that we learn, how to properly address um, food. And through that, let's have an amazing, amazing day. Shkoch, everybody. Yeah.